Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The countdown to green. Hello everybody and welcome to the Mission and Countdown to Green. For the first time in 2024, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is just about 40, 40 minutes away. And we open, of course, with one of the brightest stars in the sports car firmament, that being the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. John Heindorf, Peter Mackay and Jeremy Shaw in the Global Broadcast Centre. I'll talk to my co-commentators in a moment, but let's pick up some of the atmosphere. That's what Michelin Countdown to Green is all about. So head down to our CrowdStrike pit reporters. And first, here's Shay Adam. Good afternoon, Shay. Good afternoon, John. And there are so many people on this grid, more people than I think I've ever experienced before at a Daytona 24 hours, um, that actually our pole sitter has just vanished as far as GTD Pro is concerned because Seb Prio, uh, who will be starting Rexy from the head of the GT3 field, taking his own green flag with a split field, he's just well, I think he's gone for a bit of a comfort break. So while he is off doing that, I will keep my eyes open for when uh, he or our GTD. Oh, there we go. There's Sebi. Hey, congratulations. It's pole position. It's race day and you get your own green flag. How ready are you for this moment? I think it's just set in now, you know, um, we're starting on pole here for the Rolex 24. I'm eager to go, but I've got to stay calm as well because it's a long race, but I'm really excited for it. As far as preparing for this moment, how do you get ready? Because you can do things on the sim when there's nobody around you, but it's more useful to practice when you're in traffic. It's the difficult one to prepare for this one, but there's a lot of cars um, and it's not overly big track, so, um, but I'm ready for it and just gotta stay clean. Sometimes that's out of your control, but um, I'm gonna just go and do my thing and turn laps. Good luck. Thank you, cheers, thank you. And now down to my other co-commentator in this CrowdStrike uh, pit lane report. It is Nick Damon. Uh, thank you, Shay. Hello to everyone out there in listener land. Well, it is absolutely glorious. I don't want to you know, really annoy all those of you back in Europe enjoying the fantastic uh, European uh, winter, but it's about 82 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, uh, I think, 28 degrees centigrade. The sun is out. It's fabulous. It's a little bit humid, to be honest. Uh, and the crowds are massive. Now, also, the combination of crowds and Massive heat. I've met a few of the drivers are still hiding, but I can see one victim. Sorry, potential interviewer, uh, and it's Augusto uh, Farfus out of the 24. Okay, so year two for GTP. How much better prepared a BMW now than 12 months ago? Yeah, we're definitely uh, a lot more prepared. We also have a lot more experience on how to race the GTPs. So I think the whole package is it's it's we start the race at a much better level. Of course, as the competition knows the GTP class better. Uh, everyone has improved their car, but uh, I have to say we we are on the hunt. We just have to have a clean race, and then we we give it all. Everyone's talking about the Cadillac pace. They've been fast, I think, in every single uh, session. Is that indicative of anything apart from how well they use their tyres in the first lap? Ah, no, no, I think you could see also last year they didn't win the championship for free. They, they showed incredible pace uh, also in the race. This year, apparently, they're also very strong. 
But uh, you don't need only pace here in Daytona to win. You need to keep the car clean and you need to be at the right spot on the last four hours. So, uh, yeah, of course, if you ask me, they have shown a very strong pace, but uh, we are not so far behind. So, uh, again, keeping the nose clean is, is the key to, to have a successful end uh, tomorrow. Thanks, Gus. Thank you. Ben Barnicket with the Lexus effort here. You're starting in the second best spot on the grid, not the pole position, but important to maintain that championship focus for you and Jack Hawksworth. You started this race last year. What did you learn that you're going to use this year? Yeah, well, I've actually been lucky enough to start this amazing race the last two seasons. You know, it was my first race with Lexus back in 22, start from eighth position. Um, last year, start from sixth. So the outside row is pretty consistent. I know what to do from there, but just not quite high, as high up. But I think having some clean air in front always helps. Just uh, easier to stay out of trouble. But Jack did an excellent job. We all know he's one of the best qualifiers in this series, if not the best qualifier. Um, you know, and it also shows what, what a great job the Vassar Sullivan, Lexus Race, and TRD have done in the off-season. Yeah, we were champions, but we didn't rest, carried on working hard. We're on the front row, parking on the GTD pole, and yeah, just try and, you know, we all come into this race wanting to win, but big picture season, we just need to have a good clean race and, and try and stay out of trouble. And given that your sister car is starting one position behind you, i.e. on the inside of row number two, have you had any communication with them about their plans for the start and how you can work together to stay in that second spot? Yeah, obviously we've had rule number one in motorsport, which is don't hit your teammate. Uh, so we've had that chat and, and you know, look, I, that, but that applies to any car, not just the teammate. Um, such a long race, you can only really lose it until there's like four hours to go. So um, just got to try and keep our heads down, keep it super clean, which, um, you know, my last race in Atlanta, I did make a little bit of a mistake. So looking forward to putting that behind me and uh, get through this cleanly and uh, starting the year on a good note. First lucky interview, the year is already done. Good luck, Ben. Thanks, Jay. That's Ben Barnick at the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Championship Racing Lexus. Uh, up at the number 10, the Conoco Minolta Acura with uh, Ricky Taylor. Um, Ricky, first of all, it's very nice to get a congratulations from Peter Shonak, uh, the man behind the chassis. Now, the, the key thing really is, this time last year, uh, Acura seemed to be the class of the field. Not so this weekend. Why? Yeah, I mean, it's been a year. A lot changes in a year. And... Uh, the competition is just so difficult, especially here in Daytona. Everybody brings the best of the best. Um, we're, we're trying our best. Um, the pace hasn't seemed to be there so far this month or the last couple of weeks. Um, but it's a long race, and we're just going to take it step by step. Uh, hopefully, everything comes to us as the race progresses, as the track gains rubber. Um, maybe some rain tomorrow morning, who knows? And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be there fighting at the end. You mentioned the weather. This is, even for Florida, unseasonably warm and unseasonably humid and very different from the Raw last weekend. How does that affect the way the team approaches the race, sets the car up and you know, basically goes for it? Uh, good point. I mean, after the Raw, freezing cold, normal Daytona temperatures and conditions. Uh, this weekend, looks like we've got a consistent wind, but outside of that, not seasonably uh, seasonable Daytona weather. So very hot. It'll be interesting who's saved their medium tires. Uh, who has to run some softs because honestly it's, it's way outside the soft window. Um, so I think whenever you see somebody put some softs on, they're going to be they're going to be struggling. Aside from that, more double stints this year with the hotter conditions. Even on mediums, it's going to be a handful. So double stinting, I suppose we shave for the night time. Yeah, we're going to be double stinting from early on. Uh, whether you're doing two or four, you're having, you're having to save. Uh, if you do doubles, you're having to do about ten double stints through the race just to make it through. So. I don't think we have a choice but to double some in the, in the heat, whether you're doing two or four at a time, I think it's up to the teams. 
So in some ways, a bit of rain and some free rain tires would be good. <laughs> that would be amazing. Unfortunately, it's, it comes so late, it would be nice to have it now. And then we know what we have, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it could be nice to, to, to give us some extra dry tires. Ricky, thanks very much. Thank you. Aaron Tielitz uh, is having a great start to 2024 because you renovated a bathroom on your own, which looks great, by the way, and now starting on the pole position for the Daytona 24 hours. You know how to do this race well. You've been on the podium before, but why is it so tricky at the beginning that everybody just wants to go all of a sudden, forgetting that there's still 23 hours and 59 minutes remaining? Yeah, I tell you what, it feels like uh, the 24 hours of Daytona keeps becoming more of a sprint race every year, it feels like. Um, but. We're just going to take our Lexus RCF GT3 and drive around for like 22 hours and then absolutely go for it at the end. Uh, we will try to make no mistakes on pit road, keep the car clean, not hit anything on the racetrack, uh, never go in the grass. That's what's going to win this race. Yeah, you've got a, a new driver on board the Lexus as well. Uh, Riotto is a, an amazing champion in his own right in other disciplines of racing, but multi-class sports car. How have you been able to help him get up to speed with that? Yeah, we all have been. So uh, this is his first Daytona 24-hour race. I think it's his first multi-class race as well. He is a great race car driver, though. So uh, you don't have to teach him that. You just have to explain the traffic, which he's getting, uh, some of the procedures in IMSA that are a lot different than the other uh, series he's raced in. But uh, he is a great learner, has picked up on all of it, and he's going to be ready to go. Big contributor today and tomorrow. How are you guys tire-wise? Because that's the big question coming into this. We're going to see you double stinting? Uh, hopefully not. Fingers crossed we don't have to. Uh, we should have enough. But if you do need to double stint tires, I think everybody knows the best time to do it is to do it at night, the least amount of tire deck. So that's where you'll see if any teams are going to double stint a set. It'll be at night. Good luck today, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think in... Uh, is it Fourth, it's on the grid, it's the 25 BMW, Maxime Martin out of it. Um, so Maxime, it's hard to really say because we, all we hear about is the Cadillac, but the BMW becomes stealthily a bit quick. So how do you feel you really are? We talk about races that are lasting several hours, not just a couple of laps. Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely made a big step compared to, to last year. Uh, we are definitely more competitive, but uh, it's difficult to know, to be honest, I think Looking at the, at the practices, I think Cadillac is still uh, the one to beat. But uh, we are in the mix. We definitely have a good chance. So, like you say, it's, uh, we have to survive until the, the last five, six hours. Now, you say you made great strides last year. Obviously, initially, it would just be improving reliability and everything else. But um, where is the biggest gains made? Where are the biggest gains still to be made with this car? I mean, I think we have a very good uh, downforce on the car, which is good for all the high-speed corners and so on. I think where we are missing is a bit is uh, more in uh, low speed, um, like mechanical grip, traction, that's where we, we, we lose a bit. But other than that, I mean, the car feels better and better, so every time we go out, we improve a bit. So, yeah, hoping that the car will be good uh, in all temperatures for, for the race. Now, of course, we're used to 24-hour racing in Europe with just three drivers. You've got four drivers, but the weather's horrible. So um, does that mean you'll be going shorter stints as drivers? No, I don't think we will do shorter stints. I think we we're going to be double stinting every driver anyway. But uh, for sure, with four drivers, it's, uh, it's a bit easier, also with the, the high temperatures. So I think it's, uh, it's a good thing to be four. We all, we all stay uh, fresh um, until the end, which, uh, which is where it, it counts at the end. Great stuff. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. That's our 
Uh, CrowdStrike pit reporters down there on the grid. Nick Damon and Shay Adam Moore from those guys in a moment. Uh, we'll have Jeremy Shaw with the full rundown in a moment or two. Also got Peter Mackay back with us again uh, this year. Porsche keys to the race, Peter and Jeremy. Quickly run you through these for a, a, a couple of... Uh, oh, hang on a second. We're good at this. This is the... This is uh, the nature of live radio. Let's go to our pool sitter, Pete Durrani, and then we'll speak to LMP2 pool sitter, Ben Keating, after that. Uh, Pete Durrani, um, coming out of the 31, the Wheeling Cadillac, and so far, well, it's, it's, it's easy. Cadillac are going to win. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not like that, obviously. We, uh, we believe we have a great car for a, for a lap time, obviously, but it, when it comes down to the last bit of the race, there's so many other things that will help you win the race, which is top speed and and uh, some other some other things that we believe uh, some of our competitors have a little bit better than us. Um, and what are those things? Um, top speed in particular, I think we are a little, uh, let's say, more on the light side, but less power. Um, and so you can do a great lap time, which is, you know, we can see here on the grid, uh, the two Cadillacs out front. Um, but then some of them have shown a little bit more top speed. So if we get to the very end with a shootout, we will see if we have enough or if uh, our competitors have, have more on the pocket. So, um, but to get there, we have to finish uh, the 24-hour race, and that's what we're going to try to do, uh, survive up until we get to the point of uh, fighting for the, for the win. You must have strategized what can happen towards the end of the race. I mean... If, if it's like a 30-minute or a 20-minute, is a shorter shootout better for you or is a longer shootout better for you? Well, I would say a, a longer shootout is better. We seem to be good on tires. Um, like I said, uh, pace is good if we are on clean air, I would say. Um, while others might have a bit of advantage in traffic and, uh, and short uh, pushes. So um, we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, again, it's, there's a whole day to go through there's a lot of rubber to be laid on track uh, which obviously changes the balance of every car and therefore makes some stronger and some weaker uh, compared to the beginning of the weekend um, and so all these things can influence the final result but we're confident I, I mean in overall we have been we have been good uh, we have to be there at the end to to see if it's enough or not thanks that's people Durrani the pole sitter for the 60 second running of the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona and the pole setter for LMP2 is none other than Mr. Ben Keating for the fifth time. Ben, this is your track, but this hasn't traditionally been your race yet. You do have a Rolex, but that's just the one from 16. And now we're looking at both of your race cars for this one. Can you get two? Uh, I, that's the idea. You know, that's, <clears throat> I've put together the best possible team I could possibly put together for the last 13 years in a row. And I won in 2015. Uh, in my second car, yeah. uh, uh, and it was you know it was kind of the backup car. You know the the other car was supposed to be better, but that's never the way it works out. And so because I've tried so hard for the last 13 years, I understand that uh, every car in this race is a long shot. And so uh, that's the way I feel about it. And so if I'm in two cars, then I double my chances. That's kind of the idea behind it. I'm putting two bets down on the blackjack table. And uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. It's a, it's a long race, but it's a very competitive uh, race, especially in LMP2. And GTP is the same. It's, uh, it's super competitive. Uh, but uh, we're just going to 
go out there and uh, try to stay in the race, stay on the lead lap and see what happens at the end. I know how much you love this race. How much do you love this moment? The last opportunity to kind of breathe before you get in the car and then go for 24 hours straight. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I love the fact that the sun's behind a cloud right now. But uh, we did driver introductions two hours ago and uh, it was really, really hot. So I'm glad to have had the opportunity to go get a bite to eat and to sit in the air conditioning for a while. But uh, you know, right now I'm ready to get the show on the road. Then let's go. Yeah, let's go. Good luck to Mr. Ben Keating, driver of the number 52, well, champion last year in the 52 Pier 1 Matheson. And now you got number two, United Autosports USA. Still the wind's livery. Mission and countdown to green. It's time for the grid rundown. Jeremy Shaw is to my far right. That's geographically, not politically. And he has all of the runners and riders. Jeremy, welcome to the 62nd running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Oh, thank you, John. A real privilege to be here, particularly with this sensational view overlooking the entire Daytona International Speedway. Yes, the 62nd running of the Rolex 24 at Daytona. 59 starters we will have for this race. 10 in GTP, 13 LMP2 cars, 13 in GTD Pro, and 23 in GTD. No LMP3 uh, class this year, just the four categories then. And of the uh, GT cars, GTD Pro and GTD, running exactly the same spe uh, technical specifications. It's just the classifications of the drivers that makes the difference between GTD and GTD Pro. Let's start then at the back of the grid like we do uh, traditionally here. In the 59th position on the grid, in the number 92, Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3 R, will be David Brule. Unfortunately, had an incident in qualifying, which was last weekend uh, on Saturday, on Sunday evening, as part of the roar before the 24 uh, preparations for this race. Alongside him on the grid, well, actually one one row ahead of him on the grid in 58th position. Also with a problem, mechanical problem though, in qualifying is number 27, the heart of racing team, Aston Martin Vantage GT3 Evo. It'll be Ian James, winning driver last year, who will take the start of this race. Alongside him, a similar car for Magnus Racing, car number 44, that's John Potter, who has several uh, Rolex watches already. On the 28th row, Adam Christodoulou, will start the number 80 Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG GT3 alongside the Porsche 911 GT3R. Uh, car number 120 for Wright Motorsports is Adam Adelson. 54th on the grid, Mike Skeen, car number 32, the Courthoff Preston Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT3 alongside the similar car for Windward Racing. Car number 57, starting driver is Russell Ward. Row 26 on the outside, Patrick Gallagher, Number 96, Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3. Uh, for the first time in quite a while, Turner Motorsport just running one car in this race. All their focus is on that. Alongside is the new, brand new Ford Mustang GT3. One of two entries for the Mul Ford Multimatic Motorsports team in GTD Pro. Car number 64 starting driver is Mike Rockenfeller. 50th on the grid, also in GTD Pro. Last year's GTD champions moving up 
to the pro category for this year. Paul Miller Racing, after a stellar 23, 2023 campaign, went to won five times. It's BMW M4 GT3 in car number one, starting driver is Madison Snow. 49th on the grid, the first, uh, well, the only privateer Ford Mustang GT3 for Proton competition in car number 55 is Corey Lewis. 48th on the grid, Mario Farnbacher making his first start with the Heart of Racing team in its number 23 GTD Pro Aston Martin Vantage GT3 Evo. Alongside another pro entry, number 75, Mauro Engel in the Sun Energy One Mercedes AMG GT3, one of the three factory drivers in that Sun Energy car. 46 on the grid, the second of the Ford Multimatic Motorsports Ford Mustang GT3 is car number 65, Joey Hand making his return to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Alongside him on the grid, another pro entry, Matteo Cressoni in car number 60, one of three Iron Lynx Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2s in this race. Row 22, that's all Corvette. Two of the brand new Chevrolet Corvette Z06 GT3Rs. 44th on the grid is the, the factory, well, semi-factory car these days. Corvette racing by Pratt Miller Motorsports. Number four, Tommy Milner. Alongside him, one of the two privateers cars from the AWA team out of Canada. Number 13 is Ore Fidani. 42nd on the grid is Rahel Fry. In car number 83, the Iron Dames Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. Alongside Jared Andretti, car number 43, the Andretti Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. 40th position on the starting grid. Simon Mann in the AF Corsa Ferrari 296 GT3, that's car number 21. Alongside one of two McLaren 720S GT3 Evos in this race. For Inception Racing in car number 70, it's Frederick Shandorf. 38th on the grid, the second of the AWA Chevrolet Corvette Z06 GT3Rs in the GTD category. Car number 17 is Anthony Mantella from Canada. 37th, another of the pro entries for FAF Motorsports making the switch this year to the McLaren 720S GT3 Evo. Starting driver is Oliver Jarvis. Row 18 in GTD is the Triazi Competizione Ferrari 296 GT3. Starting driver from Italy is Alessio Rivera. Alongside him, the similar car running in GTD Pro. Another Ferrari then, car number 62 for Risi Competizione is Daniel Serra. 34th on the grid, the Iron Lynx Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2, car number 19, running in GTD Pro is Andrea Caldarelli, alongside the GTD entry for Cetelar Racing, it's Ferrari 296 GT3, car number 47, Giorgio Cernagiotto. Another of the factory, again, semi-factory, I'm going to make that mistake a lot this year. Uh, it used to be the full factory team, it's now a semi-factory team, if there's a difference. It's Corvette Racing by Pratt Miller Motorsports, Chevrolet Corvette Z06 GT3R. Car number three is Antonio Garcia. Now on to the next uh, six cars on the grid, are all GTDs, non-pros. Car number 34 making its return to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for co is Conquest Racing, running a Ferrari 296 GT3. Starting driver is Manny Franco. Row 15, Misha Goikberg in car number 78, the Forte Racing Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2, which won the final race of the 2023 season at Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Alongside the similar car uh, of car number 45 for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti, that's Kyle Marcelli. 
Catherine Legg will start car number 66 the Gradient Racing Acura NSX GT3, the lone Acura uh, GT3 car in this race in the 28th position, alongside Klaus Bachler, the MDK, MDK Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R, car number 86. Row 13, and another GTD car, that is the Pole City car in GTD. The car was qualified by Parker Thompson, but unusually, because most in most of the races in IMSA where the sports car championship, the qualifying driver also starts the race. That rule is not in effect for the Rolex 24 at Daytona. So instead of Parker, it will be Aaron Tielitz taking starting duties in the number 12 Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. The sister car from Vassar Sullivan, running in a GTD Pro category, qualified second fastest in that class by Jack Hawksworth, will be started by Ben Barnicott. But on the pole in GTD Pro, 24th on the grid overall, car number 77. Again, the qualifying driver was Sebastian Prio. Brilliant job in the AO Racing Porsche 911 GT3R. But that car will be started by Porsche factory driver Michael Christensen from Denmark. Moving on now to LMP2. John Ferrano in the Tower Motorsports Orica LMP207. That's car number 8. And uh, along uh, next... One position forward on the grid is the only non-Orica in LMP2, the, fir the only Ligier uh, in this race. Car number 33 for Sean Creech Motorsports starting driver is Lance Wilsey. 21st on the grid, that's Dwight Merriman for Era Motorsport in car number 18. Row 10 is Louis, Louis Perez Compunk in the Richard Meal AF Corsa car number 88. Alongside the Dragon Speed entry in car number 81, that's Eric Lux. Row 9, Dennis Anderson for MDK by High Class Racing, car number 20. Alongside a newcomer to LMP2 for AO Racing, that's PJ Hyatt in car number 99. Car number 11, the TDS Racing Oracle will be started by Stephen Thomas from the 16th position. Alongside Dan Goldberg in car number 22, that's one of two United Autosports USA entries. For Riley team, Number 74 will be started by Gar Robinson in the 14th position alongside George Kurtz in car number 04, last year's defending uh, race champion for CrowdStrike Racing by APR. The front row in LMP2 into Europol by PR1 Matheson, Motorsports car number 52. Brilliant quali qualifying run by Nick Bull, his first start in a prototype in four years. But on the pole position again is uh, Ben Keating in car number two, driving for United Autosports USA this year. Now the top ten on the grid are all GTP cars. The Proton Competition Mustang Sampling Porsche 963 will start tenth with Neil Jarni aboard having crashed the car in the uh, pre-qualifying practice session so did not set a time. Alongside him the similar car for JDC Miller Motorsports car number 85 is Richard Westbrook. Jesse Crone making his return to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in one of two BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8s, that's car number 24, alongside one of two Porsche Penske Motorsports Porsche 963, car number 6 is Nick Tandy. Six on the grid is the Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti a Acura ARX 06, car number 10. And this year that same team running two cars, the sister car, number 40, will start one position ahead in fifth place. That's Louis Delatraz aboard that car at the start. Row two on the outside for BMW M Team RLL, the second of its BMW M Hybrid V8s. Car number 25 is Conor Filippi, who for only the second time in his long career is starting the season with the same co-driver as he, as he raced with last Yellowly. Uh, and on the inside of row two, Felipe Nasser 
former series champion in caliber seven, the second of the Porsche Penske Motorsports Porsche 963s. Front row, well, that's all Cadillac. Uh, for Cadillac Racing in Calibre 01 uh, in its Cadillac V Series R, Sebastian Bourdais will take the starting uh, duties. And on the pole position, for the first time here at the Rolex 24, the Wheeland Engineering Cadillac Racing Cadillac V Series R, Calibre 31, defending series champion is Pipo Durrani. That is our starting lineup for the 62nd Rolex 24 at Daytona. All feels a bit more real now that Jeremy has read that down. Excellent work. Peter Mackay alongside me. Porsche keys to the race, Peter. Um, most of these are very, very obvious. Takes a bit of calm and a bit of patience. Even these pro drivers can get overly revved up at a big event like this. They can, and that calm and patience comes around to one of our other Porsche keys to the race is tyres. Ricky Taylor, I think, explained it very well on the grid with uh, Nick Damon on one of our CrowdStrike pit lane reports and saying that, you know, it's way out of the window for the soft tyre with the heat that we've got, unseasonable heat here at the Rolex 24 at Daytona, but even the medium is going to be a struggle, and he reckoned there'd be 10 double stints required, um, which is a, a good chunk of the race, uh, so this is going to be really interesting to watch so that patience and how you look after the tyre we're going to be talking a lot about that over the next 24 hours Jeremy get the breakfast and beyond <laughs> it's it's an adage and I was talking to Hurley Hayward earlier on down at the Porsche house at the Raceborne facility there and he says look it is really effectively 24-25 sprints nowadays but there are still parts of the race that take over in the drivers and the team's minds yeah i mean you know it, it's much more of a sprint than it was in hurley's day the first time i came to this race in 1980 the margin of victory was 33 laps uh 33 laps yeah between first and second 33 laps, 33 laps. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different race these days uh, and back then of course you you just had to That's look after the car miles. yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Look it up. Yeah. 1980. Okay. And, 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 and two, two weeks later, by the way, I stayed on for the entirety of Speed Weeks, uh, and Buddy Baker won the uh, Daytona 500. Uh, and that was a that remains, contrastingly, the fastest ever Daytona 500, I think. Pretty sure it does. But, uh, yeah, no, it's looking after the car. You, you have to manage the car to some degree. And as, as uh, you, you, you and Peter were just discussing, tyre management absolutely is going to be really critical in this race because the tyres do go off and the second stint on a, on a used set is, is a bit of a struggle. The good news for them is, good news and bad news, it's warmer. As, Rick, as we heard from Ricky Taylor, uh, the, the, the tyres do get used up, but in cold conditions, it's really tough to get the tyres up, up to temperature. To temp, yeah. And uh, that's a problem that we're not really going to have And we, and we saw that, the roar with... Neil Jarney coming up upon a very slow-moving Sebastian Bourdais on his outlap. Yeah. Uh, Neil had to swerve to avoid him and ended, ended up in the wall. And that brings us to traffic. There'll be plenty of it with all of us <laughs> cars out there. And you're going to have to deal with it all the way through the race. The longer the race goes on and the fewer interventions from the safety car there are, this, this track will just be filled. We have a track mark and it'll just have little coloured dots all the way around it as if somebody's emptied a packet of M&Ms into a soup ball and is just swinging it around. And finally, and we saw this play a part yesterday in the Michelin Pilot Challenge for the BMW M Endurance, four hours, no penalties. Most of the penalties came from pit stops yesterday, so you're going to have to keep it 
clean. The 60-second running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona is minutes away. Let's get down to the centre of the grid for the commands that we have a very, very special guest for here this weekend. Race fans, it's time for those four most famous words in motorsports. Here to kick off the 60-second running of the Rolex 24 at Daytona, please welcome award-winning film and television producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Drivers, start your engines. I've got goosebumps. That's it, the 24 hours of the... The 24 hours, the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona is officially ready to get underway. Thanks to Chris down there for all of the formalities for the fans. Uh, joining us now, everyone here around the circuit uh, on 107.9 FM. Good to have your company as we are building towards what is set to be a pretty awesome race. Jerry Bruckhammer, by the way, having to jump into a car because... He's also going to wave the green flag, so they've got to rattle round fairly quickly to get it on. Uh, the uh, get onto the timing stand. Uh, 107.9, as I say, is WWDIS. Hello to Marty Keck, who I know is in the grandstands. Happy New Year, Marty. Uh, we'll be chatting with you shortly uh, around the world uh, on RS2, IMSA Radio, at the track on the WWDIS 107.9 FM, Sirius XM Channel Team 202. Hello to our intrepid and essential, highly professional AMG, uh, AMR, excuse me, safety crew, DJ and the rest of the lads and lasses there. No, you are tuned in for that. Let's hope they have a very boring 24 hours. In the Global Broadcast Centre, it's Jeremy Shaw, Peter Mackay and John Hindorf. Down in the pit lane, it will be Joe Bradley, Nick Damon and Shay Adam as our crowd strike pit reporters. Cars pulling out and they begin to get away. Shay Adam, let's uh, take these crowd strike Pit report as they roll out. There was just a bit of drama as the number 24 BMW could not get moving and very nearly that the JDC Miller Motorsport Porsche overtook it, but they did get it going. And now there are water bottles flying up, guys. This is a dirty pit lane already. Shea Adam and Nick Damon in the first part of the run. Time to bring the biggest sports car community in the world together. We're going racing for the 60 seconds Rolex 24 hours of Daytona and it's live. 